We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bear Down Ballers on the field of 68 media networks. Arizona went into Cameron Indoor Stadium and beat the Duke Blue Devils 78 to 73. Duke was ranked number two in the country. And this is the first time since 2001 that Arizona has beat a top two team in the country on the road. I'm joined, as always, by Jordan Pollock. Jordan, how are you doing? And what did you think about that fantastic game last night? I am doing great. And last night was such a thriller. We were talking about it right before we started. One of the best games I've I've ever seen on TV. In person is probably a different story. But it, it, it was what they said on the broadcast. It was punch to counterpunch the entire night. It was a thriller in one of the best environments in all of college basketball. And it, it it was just a fun game from start to finish. Um, and outside of a few, a, a few big runs that Duke had um, that were counter punches to some of the runs that Arizona had, it was back and forth the entire night. Yeah, Arizona had five guys scoring double figures, all five of their starters. But Jordan, the guy that stood out to me and was the MVP of this entire game was Kylan Boswell. He had 12 points, eight rebounds, five assists. He also added two steals, a block. And Jordan, the best part about this, he did all of this without or while only turning the ball over one time and didn't turn the ball over for most of the entire game. What do you think of Boswell's play? Yeah, played out of his minds. A stat line like that is just insane. And that and remember that one turnover did happen when I think there was like a loose ball or he was like trying to grab the ball and it went out of bounds. It wasn't like a, really an unforced or it wasn't really a forced turnover. He, he played out of his mind. Um, yeah, he did. He did a little bit of everything. I don't think he tried to go too much out of his wheelhouse. He, he just played amazing and he played a majority of the entire game. And going forward, I think it's pretty easy to see that he's like one of the more dependable guys on this team, which is crazy being 18 years old, reclassified to get in last year's class. It's it's really cool to see a young guy like that just rising to the moment the way that he did. 
Yeah, Kylan Boswell really he he did not look like a second year player. He looked like a four year starter, uh, like a, a four year All American player. He was just unbelievable, as you mentioned. And he just to me he played with a lot of confidence. That was the biggest thing. He was comfortable in, in the game and in the offense. And you, like you mentioned, he didn't force anything. He was kind of letting it flow. He was, and as I mentioned, everyone, he, he just got the whole offense involved. And another thing is, when's the last time you've seen a guy in college basketball, a point guard, an undersized point guard, some may say, you know, he's not a six, five guard that getting eight rebounds, he, that was just unbelievable. And like I said last week, I thought, and I think Kylan Boswell is better then Tyrese Proctor, he won that battle. Proctor really struggled in this game. Three for nine shooting, eight points, five assists. But he was really passive. And another thing that stood out to me for Kylan Boswell is how improved he is on the defensive side of the ball. I thought he he brought a ton of energy. His effort level was unbelievable. And he he just has an act of getting to the loose balls and finding them. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's that's one of the biggest differences I think this year compared to last year is is and I'm and and I would say that Boswell is definitely a huge reason for that, but just the aggression that they have on defense. I think three shot clock violations against a team that you're playing when they're at home and they're a top five team in the country is insane. It's insane. I know as a Wisconsin fan, I'm used to seeing shot clock violations, but at basketball at such a high level, you don't see you don't see that very often. And I know that was a super f- awesome and fun thing to see because it gets to a point where definitely a lot of that is just the athleticism and the aggression that they bring and a lot of its effort and the way they were and they were switching the entire game and it's amazing to be able to have a roster when you're able to do that. Because Kylan Boswell was matched up against Filipowski for a few possessions. And that was that was crazy. You don't really see that. I would say one of the only guys you haven't seen in the NBA doing that and like able to sit in that is Drew Holiday. And so that that's a huge element that this team has going forward that they can just they can just press the crap out of you in the half court. And sometimes there just isn't much you can do about it. And that was something that was super fun and super Super awesome and encouraging to see very early in the season in a crazy environment with with the top five team. Yeah, you mentioned kind of Kylan Boswell acting and playing a little bit like Drew Holiday. I'm not going to lie. When I was watching the game, when I was thinking of comparisons, Drew Holiday actually popped into my head. I think that's a perfect comparison for Boswell because he's a very good point guard. And his defense looks much improved. And, you know, he's not a flashy player. He plays within himself. And, Jordan, another thing that stood out to me while watching this game was just how much uh, how much Arizona's offense looks improved from Boswell running the offense to Kerr Creasa last year. You know, and, you know, when, when Creasa was running the offense, he was known to be wild he, he had a lot of turnovers, and it's kind of the total opposite from Boswell. How how big of a difference do you think it is going from 
Kirk Kreese to Boswell taking over the reins of the offense? Yes, definitely. I think I think one thing that we've seen in the Tommy Lloyd era is the style of getting up the court really quick. And we saw that even with Kirk Risa. But now we have guards that are able to do that and outrun everybody for layups. I noticed Bradley did that at least one possession. And that's that's just a huge, a huge change in the game when you can actually get athletic guards in the game to outrun and and get easy points and and i think that's something really cool that that tommy pretty much implemented the day he got here and so now having the athletes to be able to do that is really fun in transition the half court setting is also a little different um we're talking about how boswell was he's the three level scorer and that's what kirk risa wasn't they run a lot of ball screen action from one side to the other and they'll do a lot of um, they'll, they'll isolate Umar and Krivas in the middle and they'll do handoffs and then they'll run them off those screens. And so that, that's a huge element where you can have pretty much three out of the five guys that are getting the ball are able to either dribble, penetrate, take a mid range or take a three to where Kirk Kreese was pretty much, he was, he was a three ball for sure. But outside of that, like he would look for a role, man. He was not super big into dribble drive penetration. So that's a huge different element that the, the, the defense just has to always be aware of, of dribble drive penetration or sitting back for a three. And as we saw last night, it can be really hard to guard. And, and I know one thing is I, I, th- I thought Duke actually did a pretty, pretty fair, fair job guarding that. But the thing where, Arizona will get you in a bind is on the rolls and the big sitting down and, and our guards did an amazing job throughout the night of, of passing the ball into the post off post post entries early in the possession, but also off dribble drives later in the possession. I know Johnson got a lot of dump down balls and had, I, I believe it was like three or four layups just, just by a simple having good position and being ready to go up and finish instantly. Yeah, you mentioned playing with multiple guards. And to me, that's one of the best things of this Arizona team is that they play with three guards on the floor. Sometimes, you know, Paolo Larson was in there as a four man with Mm -hmm. Keisha Johnson playing the five uh, a couple during a couple spurts during this game. But Arizona has five guys that can play. You know, that that are guards on this team and they're all high level. We'll, we'll get into a, a couple of the younger ones in a minute. But the guy I wanted to touch on next is Pella Larson. Uh, enough good things can't be said about Pella Larson. He finished the game with 12 points, six rebounds, two assists, and he made the game winning, you know, steal. He tipped the mm-hmm. ball uh, to, to win the game and to seal it. But with about four minutes left in the game, when when our when the game was within a one point uh, contest, Paolo Larson hit a big three pointer to to give them a lead. And he just is such a he's such a veteran presence out there. And to me, he he's just a pro. I I think Paolo Larson is going to be in the NBA someday. And he just does so many things well. He guards the other team's top players. You know, he's a bigger guard, but he was guarding Proctor and Roach at times. And he just, to me, 
he always used to miss a bunch of layups or easier shots. And last night, and in the first two games, I, I just think Pella Larson has shown more confidence and just has finished at a, a, a much higher rate than he has in the past. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I think dependability is probably the best the best word to to use to describe him now compared to last year um, when he was in the starting lineup. And there were there were easy plays that it seems like that were just a little bit hard for him early in the season last year. And and he stepped up huge like he I, I think you used the word glue guy for him on the on the pod we did earlier yep. this week. And I that's what he is like six rebounds 12 points from from a prototypical like two and three guard is pretty absurd and I think that's that's one thing I know that I had a big question on was rebounding and the way that this team just like gang rebounds is awesome to see like those are just those are just effort and IQ plays of putting yourself in the right position and going and hunting rebounds which is which was awesome especially two of those were offensive rebounds yeah, and another thing about Pella Larson, I feel like he never makes the wrong play. He always makes the right play, either, you know, the right pass, you know, you know, finding the open man, driving to the basket, or he he is a, you know, an above average three-point shooter. He he made two out of three last night. So yeah. he he was excellent and just provides that veteran toughness factor, you know, sure. to this team. The, the next guy I wanted to touch on Jordan is you know the guy that has a lot of hype on him coming into this year it was kind of a return to a familiar place when they went to Cameron Indoor last night that's Caleb Love he had an up and down game he shot the ball poorly three for ten from the field one for five from deep but he finished with 11 points three rebounds three assists two steals and a block he did have six turnovers but to me, Jordan, when the game was on the line, when he had to make the biggest plays, he made them. He made four big foul shots late in that game to seal the game, and then he waved goodbye to the Duke uh, fans. But I, I thought overall it was a good game from Caleb Love. And the thing that stuck out to me the most from Caleb Love was his toughness, physicality, and his effort on defense. I thought this was the best defensive game I've ever seen from him. And if he just keeps that level up, I think he's going to have a great season because, you know, before he would rely on scoring 18, 20, 25 points a night. But now on this team, he doesn't have to do that. This team has a lot of guys that can score the ball. He's not relying on that aspect and he can focus on adding in other ways when, like last night, his shot wasn't falling, but he still made a big impact on this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Game. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with that. And I think one thing that speaks to that is I think his stat line too on the defensive end, two steals and a block. Like that's that's pretty ins- and it's funny because him and Kylan Boswell were the guys that had the most uh steals and they had pretty much the same amount of blocks as all of our bigs did in the front court. And yeah. so yeah, I, I I completely agree. I think Caleb Love. I think poor efficiency is where I would put him at from last night. Like three of 10 is not great, but in previous years, like we would have her Creasa shooting like one of eight from three, like almost on like an every other week kind of basis. And so a three out of 10 from a guy that's your fifth leading scorer, I don't feel like is terrible. And, and he's, he's in a position where he doesn't have to play hero ball. He can play inside, and and I think that's one thing is he's still adjusting to the system because when he was at North Carolina, everything ran through him, and so now in Tommy Lloyd's system, it's a very free flowing offense. You basically take what you can get from the defense, and so I think that's still an adjustment period that we're kind of actually seeing him still in, and and like like I said a few weeks ago in, in my preseason take. I still think he could be a premier scorer on this team. Like Kylan Boswell has played out of his mind so far this year, but I think just from a pure scoring element, I I think Caleb Love still still has a lot to write about himself on this team going forward. And and I think having him play really well on the on the defensive end and giving effort on the defensive end is going to lead to the offensive end coming coming around in a sense. And so, yeah, tough, I, I, pretty tough night for him, especially for what he's been used to of like winning big games because he pretty much had to have a good game for them to win big games over the last few seasons in North Carolina. Um, and the free throws is even the thing that got him into double digits last night. But I think there's still a lot to write on Caleb Love going forward. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. 
$1,500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Yeah, Jordan, what you mentioned, you know, last year and in years past when Kirk Kreese was here and he would go, you know, two for 10, two for 12, and he'd have a bad shooting night. Arizona would struggle a lot to win games. But to me, that's the difference with this year's team is Caleb Love doesn't have to, like I said, he doesn't have to score 20. He doesn't have to go, you know, he doesn't have to shoot 60% from the field and make four three-pointers. He can do things around the edges like that and make winning plays for this team and, and they can get the job done because this year... They have Kylan Boswell, who's much improved. They have Paolo Larson, who is looks like a more confident version of himself. And, and they got, you know, uh, they got multiple bigs that are very good. And I want to get into some of them. The the guy that, to me, we, we mentioned kind of Paolo Larson as a glue guy. I think this team has two glue guys. And I think the next one is Keisha Johnson. He was excellent. I say Kylan Boswell was the MVP of this game. You could arguably say it was Keisha Johnson. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 2 steals, a block. He was 6 for 14 from the field, but he made some big baskets down the stretch. The biggest one came with about a minute left, I believe, when he had the and one, made the foul shot, and, and fired the team up and got him back on track. He was just excellent. He, he did miss some easy buckets in the paint and, and kind of some questionable decisions there, whether he should put it up or, or, or pass it back. But overall, I thought that was a great game by Keisha Johnson. And to me, that's exactly what you need. You need a, a defensive force o- o- on that side of the ball. And then on offense, he's not expected, you know, to hit a lot of shots. It's basically just when he's open, he was one for four from three. Hopefully his shot does look good. Actually, I was surprised. I I hope Mm -hmm. he can improve a little bit there. But all in all, I thought he was fantastic. And they don't win that game without Keisha Johnson. I I agree. I agree with you. I think going into this season, I thought he was going to be like a veteran role kind of guy. And he would just kind of be a role player and and just kind of help out in the little pieces and, and things not really on the stat sheet. But if you would have told me even a day ago, 24 hours ago, that Keisha Johnson was going to be the leading scorer on this team, I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have said Arizona wins to be honest. And so I think that's one really cool thing to see. And especially that, that one three he hit, was was a huge because it ended a huge Duke run, I believe, uh, like midway through the second half. And yeah, it's it. I I completely agree with you. He's kind of almost turning into a glue guy to where you kind of need him a little bit everywhere. Like 
like I was saying, like he was a big guy off dribble drives that was getting dump offs from guards to get easy putbacks. And that's that that was huge for us last night. That was huge. Him and Balo were playing very well in that in that blocker role to sit and be ready off the catch. Um I think that's one thing that I would I would say that I noticed a, a probably a majority of our turnovers that seemed like that weren't that were forced were our bigs going down with the ball and getting it stripped. And so I think that's mm-hmm. one thing, one emphasis thing they'll probably look to look to continue is when they get those post feeds is if you get it a bounce pass or higher, grab it and take it straight up. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's something yeah, else that stood out to me about Keisha Johnson is they kept saying on the broadcast, he's, you know, a lot of people say they could guard many positions one through five, but he actually mm-hmm. can. And he actually did. He was really guarding, you know, their big man. And then he was also guarding Jeremy Roach at times, Proctor switching on. He he really is a guy that legitimately can guard one through five. And, and he really just gives this team a lot of versatility because like I mentioned before, it gives the ability for Tommy Lloyd to be able to put him at the five, you know, go small with Larson at the four and run basically four guards with Larson playing, you know, the four so that, and, and I actually love, I like those lineups a lot because Me too. Just like we mentioned, if you have that many guys that can handle the ball, that can shoot, that can score. It, it just gives the team another dimension but Jordan, the other big man that really surprised me, he was excellent, and, and that's Krivas, the freshman from Lithuania. He only played 12 minutes, but 12 big and valuable minutes. He did have three fouls. I think that limited his minutes a little bit. But he finished the game with six points, six rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block, two for six from the field. He really was just moving well. He he played really good defense actually on Kyle Filipowski during mm-hmm. certain you know stretches. So, so what, what do you think about Krivas in this game, and what do you think it means to have a guy like that as a freshman, only playing his second game, not only in college basketball but in America, already looking like a valuable piece for this team? Yeah, it's huge, and and again, it's some it's like those little plays, those little effort plays, like four, four of his six rebounds are on the offensive end, three of them being in the first half. And that was huge for this team was, was how they dominated Duke on the board, um, on the boards. And so I think there's a few, there, there was a few plays where it kind of looked like Crevis was in an awkward position, but I think just the way Filipowski can shoot the ball, I think, he puts you in those kinds of positions. And so I'd say the few shots where he looked like he was kind of out of place, I don't think fully was like him being a bad defender. A lot of those are just crazy plays where Filipowski can set a screen and then flip four feet away and hit a three when he's sitting in the, in the help position off the pick and roll. And so Crevis played it out of his mind. I was, I was so impressed. And I know one thing I was saying before we got on was if he's playing at this level in the hardest environment in college basketball against the top five team, where does that leave Henry Vasar when he comes back? I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure because I don't know about you. I did not see Henry Vasar play 
any game at all last year to the level that Krivos played last night. No, you're you're a hundred percent right. He played limited minutes last year, but Krivos already looks much improved. Yes, you know, and a thought, Jordan. We talked about this a little bit before we we start recording here today, but I I don't think that Visar has a role in this rotation, especially in big games like this. Obviously, you know, when they're when they're playing some non-conference games coming up, it, he's also going to be out a lot of time. But when they're playing, you know, lesser teams, there's a role there for, for minutes to be mm-hmm. had for, for everyone. But like you said, if Krivas is going to look that good and Johnson is showing he can play the five at times, there's I, I almost I made a joke yesterday, like I was thinking is, Visar almost should 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 redshirt like Dylan Anderson did because there's just no no room there. And we'll see. Maybe his injuries to the extent where that is even a strong possibility. I kind of hope not for him because injuries suck. But I, I I completely agree with you. That's that's a very strong possibility. And it's funny because we've never played a high intense game on the road like this over the. I can't even remember the last time Arizona did that. And so I think that's one thing that's super beneficial about this because later in the season when you get in a tournament, you're running seven, eight, maybe nine-man rotations. And so I think that's a great thing to to get an idea of where you're at now and possibly looking forward. So I think that's one super beneficial thing about playing a game like this because eight, an eight-man rotation I feel like is perfect. Um, especially yeah, for this I, I team, I I don't I don't know where else they probably dig deep. Like Duke ran ten, which is insane. I know two two of those guys barely had any minutes, but just getting ten guys on the floor against a top fifteen opponent, I think, is pretty pretty insane. Um, but yeah. our our starters played super well. I was I was I was very reluctant to see how well our starters and the three guys off the bench bench gave us yeah you you mentioned kyle filipowski he was phenomenal in this game mm-hmm. 25 points eight rebounds two steals and a block 10 for 20 from the field he looks like a no doubt top 10 maybe even top five mpa pick next year i mean he could have been possibly a lottery pick this past june but he decided to come back but besides him, Jeremy Roach was also really good, 17 points. But there are other guards, there are other young guards, Proctor, McCain, and uh, Caleb Foster. They disappeared. Really a, yeah, didn't do a whole <laughs> lot. Proctor and McCain disappeared for long periods of this game. And, you know, when that happens, like, it's just hard to win games. And that's kind of Duke and Arizona have that similarity where they both have, like, five-plus quality guards that they can play but also that can hurt you when your duke and your guards aren't hitting shots as proctor mccain were two for nine from three and you know those guards are different than arizona's arizona's play you know a much more physical game but that's where it hurts them but two of arizona's guards we haven't mentioned yet jordan that i wanted to touch on before we go is kj lewis Jaden bradley they both were excellent uh, Jaden Bradley, 22 minutes. He only had four points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal, two for five from the field. But I was really impressed with Jaden Bradley in particular. I thought his ball handling was excellent. I thought he was getting to his spots on offense, and he he missed a couple easy shots that I think he normally 
you know, can have. He did miss two foul shots late in the game. It, it was a tough one to see that. Luckily, Arizona mm-hmm. caught him back with Caleb Love in the end. But overall, what do you think about Jaden Bradley's play? Yeah, I think I mentioned earlier how with him and Boswell, just when they get off either a made basket or a defensive rebound, the way they're able to push the ball with their speed. And I think that's that's one thing that I very clearly was able to see from Bradley. He his is uh I remember one of his buckets came in transition off of a steal. I think that was late, late in the second half. I think it was inside the eight minute mark. Um and he had a tough finish right at the rim against I think I think that was Proctor he was going up against. But he played super well. I, I was I was super impressed, especially with the minutes he gave. Twenty two minutes is a lot of minutes in Cameron Indoor, and especially in an environment like that. So I thought he played very well. And I think one thing that I noticed, especially in the first half, was um, how much ball, like literal ball time, that KJ Lewis had. I feel like I noticed every other possession he was like almost bringing the ball up, or he was one of the first to initiate the offense. I thought that was. That was very interesting and something possibly to look forward to because he wasn't really like he only shot the ball four times. Three or four is pretty awesome. I know one of those was off that emphatic dunk to end the game, which is really fun to see. Um, but I, KJ, I think both of them were, were kind of in the same boat. It's pretty efficient. Um, outside of the free throws, 0 of 3 combined is not great on the road. Um but yeah, I thought I thought I thought they did great. They've helped fill the roles that they're kind of asked to bring off the bench, and, and going forward, will it'll be interesting to see the kind of offensive because that that's also too like literally all the all the new guys are still trying to figure out their their uh, their way into the offense and the and the fluidity of it. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, both of those guys were great. They added, I keep saying the word toughness, but that's just a word that keeps coming to my mind because that's what they brought. They they brought toughness off the bench. They bought and, and they just were excellent guarding, you know, their to the top guards from Duke in this game. I, I was really impressed with ju- just I mean, pretty much everyone that Arizona, all eight guys added something and, and gave a positive to this game. But Jordan, th- this was just a huge victory. Ours, like I mentioned, the first win versus a top two team on the road in over 22 years. So that is just phenomenal to see. Arizona ranked 12 going into this game. The last question I want to ask you, Jordan, is where do you think this leaves Arizona? Because to me, I think they 100% have to be in the top five now come Monday morning because two top five teams already lost on the first week. Yes, yes, I would agree. I, I'd probably, I'd probably say more so top six, just to give a little bit of wiggle room because there are some really good teams. I think in that top six, I, I see Purdue, Hop and Duke to get into number two. I think Marquette will go up. So it, it'll just depend the amount of teams that we jump. I, I, I easily see us being top six though, especially after, after going to Cameron Indoor and winning. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. I think. I think one thing to look to look into a little bit going forward is we know that Duke was returning all these guys and they're a good team, but I think the last time that they even lost a non-conference game at home was I think it was 2020 
Um, and they lost two of those, by the way, to also really good teams, Michigan State and Illinois. But that year was one of Duke's more poor years. And so I think it's it's always ideal to keep 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 context around it. It's very early in the season. This is a big game, but we'll we'll see we'll see what Duke can be because this can be definitely a quad one win for us going forward. But as we saw with North Carolina last year when they brought their entire roster back, you you got to look for for what a team is now and what the team is going to be at the end of the year. So I'm not saying Duke's like not going to be great because they definitely have that ability. Filipowski is amazing. And Jeremy Roach adds a huge level of leadership. But I feel like a team like Duke is a quick injury away from being not super great, especially from what we saw with Arizona. And the ACC is a very tough conference. It's a very tough conference, and especially the way we saw Arizona get at them defensively. If other teams can figure out ways to do that, Duke could struggle this year. And I think that's – they just, just seemed really one-dimensional for me offensively. A majority of all of their action pretty much had to come from pick and rolls with Filipowski or Pippin Pops. And so I think that's one thing to keep keep in mind with Duke, not trying to take anything away from Arizona. Amazing win. But it's it's really early in the season. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode. Follow us on X at BeardownAZPod. Follow the Field of 68 also, and we'll be back next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.